Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in health and nutrition and wellness and run training and mindset training and you name it. You want to live a better life? ContiFitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness, and uh, that's my company, uh, High Five Health and Fitness. So uh, we do online health coaching and uh, all these things that make you feel good. So if you like, uh, if you know, if you're picking up what I'm putting down and uh, you think you want to work with me, uh, come check it out, HighFiveHealthAndFitness.com. We are also very excited to be live podcasting and an official sponsor of the Festival of the Sea 5K. It is the fifth annual Festival of the Sea 5K. It is on September 21st, 2019, 8 a.m. sharp. Brian, are you pumped about this I'm, or what? I'm pumped. Like, And if you want the two fit crazies to come and shout you out as you're crossing the finish yeah. line of a 5K, come. come like and, Susie Smith. Yeah. You are a Festival of the, of the Sea 5K <laughs> finisher. The voice of God, right? You know, uh-huh. like uh, you. That is your finish line. We're going to totally do it like Iron Man. No, it's going to be totally. It's going to be fun. I've done I've done a couple. You know, I've done MC and jobs at finish lines and races before, and it's just a ton of fun. This is this is exactly a week away from my Iron Man in Maryland, so Uh it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. If you would like some extra little promo, get some save some money. Just put down the word Conti C O N T I. Save you some money on that registration. And uh, that that website is Festival of the Sea Five K dot com. So Festival F E S T I V A L of O F the C Five the number Five K dot com. Thanks for that, Brian. You're welcome. See you all there. Yeah. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? I'm good. I'm flexing. I know you're flexing. We got Steve, Speedball Steve back here. We do. Episode 113 with the one and only Steve Feinberg. The best. Did you have some fun? Yeah. No, he's awesome. It's like, uh, it's always, uh, it, it, you know, you always wonder how he do, how does he do all this stuff? Hey, he's, got his, he's got his hand in everything, but he does it well. And, you know, and, and it's and it's all going in the right direction in the fitness industry, which is very important. We'll get Life into that. Life is about relationships. I'm going to take it back here for a second. You can take your freaking things and you can hug your money bag if that's what you like. But guess what? At the end of the day, life's about relationships and Steve Feinberg understands that. He understands it, and that is what makes him so successful and so well received in the fitness industry. It's uh yeah, and and uh, you know he's just doing things, like I said, in the right direction and for the better well being of the fitness industry. 
Um, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff that might not be so popular in this uh, with, with a lot of what's going on in the fitness industry right now. Um, but, but Steve's got a, you know, really good feel for it. And, you know, it just, without saying it, you even feel it. You know, he's talking about, um, you know, cycling of program, you know, programming properly and, and mentoring trainers and using movement as exercise and all these things that, you know, have kind of been glossed over or lost in, uh, you know, the current uh, you know, environment of the fitness industry, which is, you know, hit, 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 you know, we're working high intensity and we're working hard, not necessarily smart. And you should work hard. Right. That's, but there comes a point where how do you know the person that you're working with? How do you know that they know their stuff? Are are they someone that's super educated? This goes back to, you know, interview your trainers, interview the people that you're working right. with. Do they know the science behind what they're doing? And Steve talks about some of, you know, the business lectures he's now doing um, with what he's with SCW. He's with um, the boutique fitness conventions now. Um, a lot of the things he's been in the trenches for years and years in the industry. And now he's taking what he's learned in you know, in the trenches, working with celebrities, working with just the average person and saying, here's the why behind it, aside from speedball, aside from hitbox world, aside from everything that he's involved in. Now it's all right. Well, let's talk about how we can increase longevity and health. And I mean, the science behind what he what he does is is what's very impressive. And if you get a chance to listen to him lecture or go to a workshop, please do. Yeah, yeah, he's a wealth of information, and he's gonna be a daddy, yes, really soon. Yes, and oh man, we're just stoked for him. He's got, you know, this guy, he deserves it. He's, uh, you know, he's he's a uh, he's a good dude, and he's gonna be a good dad. And uh, you can just hear it kind of when he uh, when he speaks about it, how excited he is. And uh, you know, congrats to him and his wife. It's gonna be uh, life changing stuff. And uh, he's one of those people that you know you hear things, good things happening in their lives, like uh, you know having children and things. And and uh, it, you just feel good for him because uh, he he deserves it. So uh, you know, let's get into it. Without further ado. We got episode 113 of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast with Speedball Steve Feinberg. Enjoy, everybody. It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian? Steve Feinberg. It is. Triple, <laughs> triple guest on the podcast, Speedball hey, oh. Steve Feinberg. How you doing, Steve? I feel like Ron Burgundy with that announcement. I love it. I'm uh, very, I'm very, people know me. Hey I'm now. I'm a very important man. I, I have many leather-bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. How are you two? Oh, uh, we are as crazy as ever, Steve. Good. And there is Good. so much to catch up on. Wait for it. Ready? All right. We, we spoke to you for our listeners out there on episode 16, which we- seems like an eternity ago. Sure. It's like at and least we, at least ninety five episodes. And we ago. had like the story of Steve Feinberg, like the story growing up playing the saxophone, all that <laughs> all that great jazz. <laughs> Finding his way at the dojo. Smoking cigarettes. Like we had the original sure. Steve Feinberg, Long Island boy. We went to school like what? Like fifteen minutes away from each other. Great. And then we brought you back on episode forty one. To kind of catch everybody up, what was going on, launching different programs. That was um, kind of the beginning of Hitbox was 41. And then now, Steve, you know what episode you're up to? Tell me. 113. Oh, yeah. 
Jeez. It's been a while. We've been, we've been uh, grinding, and uh, it's all quality here. All quality. Amazing. So I am not surprised, obviously. Uh-huh. And I love that you use the expression, all that jazz, right after mm-hmm. saying, uh, played the saxophone, because yeah. literally I was a jazz player, so that's right. great. Right. We, we swapped um, beautiful pictures of ourselves playing the saxophone, if you... Uh, Speaking of Ron Burgundy. Yes. Jazz flute? Yeah, that's right. I, I play jazz flute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aqualung. <laughs> yes. And we, wear, we also wear Sex Panther in here. We just put it on. Ah, 47% of the time it, it works, works every time. time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Made, with, made with bits of real panther. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So you know it's good. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, we were just we were just catching up. Actually, we're not catching up because I refused to speak with Steve off the microphone um, or off live because there's just so much to catch up with, so much to talk to. And Steve made us watch um, Scared Shitless Fitness <laughs> before we went live. <laughs> Steve, do me a favor. Can you just tell our listeners what this is? We should probably get some yeah. remuneration from them for this. Scared Shitless Fitness is uh, a method developed by... <laughs> Sketch comedians, absolutely genius. And it taps into your parasympathetic nervous system by causing fear and anxiety during and pre-workout. It's very, very exciting. So your adrenaline spikes and you you have more energy for your workout and you tap into that fight or flight. So basically, they hire out-of-work actors to track you down and take your worst fears and apply them in your (laughs) workout so that you run faster, push harder, blah, blah, blah. Such as, you know, being attacked by a clown or having your child kidnapped on the street in broad daylight. It's genius. Absolutely genius. Impromptu fake fire drills. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All that. All office. That's corporate wellness. Perfect. <laughs> Everybody's got to move. <laughs> fire drill once a day. Oh, man. Sniper on the floor. They, no, wait. It moved to the ceiling. They, wait to the top. Go, go. They actually run through the park. Take a woman's baby and put it in a white van, unla- unmarked van. Take right, her yeah. sprint yep. down the street after. And he says, again. "He says your stamina is really improving." <laughs> your stamina is really improving, Janet. But of the whole, the entire video, my favorite part is when he says, "Okay, I'll see you next week at an undetermined time and an undisclosed location." That is that's just brilliant writing. Brilliant writing. <laughs> Scared, shitless, and shitless oh. and fitness. I mean, who knew? Yeah. I mean, that was just oh, a, that was just so a business good. name waiting to happen. Damn it! It's one of those things that we're just like, why <laughs> did we not think of this? Well, it's props to so the comi- props to the Comedy Central crew putting that one together. Yeah. For real, absolutely I mean, brilliant. Who says fitness can't be fun? <laughs> who says fitness can't be frightening <laughs> like a horror movie? It's basically it's basically the entire methodology is developed around the idea of applying the movie Us to your fitness program. <laughs> but I mean, it works. We've all heard of the you know we've all heard of the grandma that can pick up a car with right. a, you know monster strength out of nowhere. Adrenaline is a, you know is a, is a key factor. We can get that going. We can do just about anything. And, and look, people escape the room is very popular and like live. Like like sleep no more and all of these live acted life experiences where people get scared on purpose. So why not apply some basic smart kinematic programming to it and just up the whole game of the experience? I mean, they're they're redoing game shows on like Fridays and Saturday nights now. I mean, we can get the Rock to host, and I think we I think we're on to something here. Absolutely, I, I'm I'm happy to be one of the. <laughs> 
the the bush laden attackers. I'll be I'll be one of the sneak attacks. That would be so fun. I would jump out of a bush and just scare the yeah, shit out totally. of someone, and then Absolutely. run after them because again, maybe someone can sprint, but I'll just keep going. Like they're gonna have to, you know. Hours later, I'm still coming after you. What would your costume be? I w- I think I would be like I would be in like tattered scrubs. I'd be like a doctor that lost his mind with like a scalpel in my right. Hand. Doctor Giggles. Like my move. I'd be a, yes. I'd totally. Be a, I'd be a fucked up Wonder Woman. <laughs> as opposed like to as opposed to what you are. I hate you. We're fighting right. now. Right. I'm totally fighting. Right. Right. And there's that. And there's that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe ninja. I can go ninja. <laughs> All you see if, is my eyes. If like a, if a tattered Wonder Woman with a lasso jumped out of yeah. you and started snapping it, zombie Wonder I Woman. Mean, yeah, I don't know. All right, Steve. Seriously, there is the so much, yes. so much exciting <laughs> stuff going on in your life right now. I can't even take it. Like I can't even take it. Yeah, we haven't talked in. No, l- l- let me start you know from what? the top. I'll update you guys on the most important thing. Most important, most important things right now. And you know, there's some most important things going on. Go. We are uh, weeks away from the impending birth of the first baby Feinberg, oh, so wow. that is very exciting here. Hello. Um, How is everybody know, feeling? Lo- everybody. We're looking at we're looking at early mid August, and we did the no stress test today. For those of you who are recent parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And they monitor. You can hear the hiccups and the swishing around in there. It's super cool. And ch- listen to the heart rate, and the machine beeps at you, and it's really exciting. Um, and baby is strong and doing well. And uh, flipping around in there like a gymnastic little freak. And I love that. I'm very excited. <laughs> Mommy feels great. Uh, Mommy's in the back room right now with a designer friend looking at how to improve the conditions of the baby room. So, you know, lots going on with that and the two aging pets. So the home life is, is quite full here of responsibility, which I love. Classes are still classes. They're a little lighter for the summer, which I love. I've had a break from traveling, but now the season kicks back up again, and it's just constant. Every two weeks, I'm somewhere for the you know next four or five months. Uh, so that's cool. I just found out that my SCW classes, my next convention in Atlanta, which is next week, like all my sessions are sold out. So I guess the word yeah. getting out in the ATL that um, I'm worth stopping by. My speedball sessions are packed. Uh, last, I don't know if we last time we talked if. We had talked about the fact that we expanded into Princeton Fitness and Wellness, which has 11 gyms in the uh, tri-state area. And we've got classes in two of them. I did a mass training of instructors over there and installations. So still showing growth in that sector. So say Uh, that again. Where did you spread to? Just for all the people that are local. Princeton Fitness and Wellness. Princeton Fitness and Wellness has uh, 10 facilities in New Jersey and one in Pennsylvania. And one is right there in Princeton, right on basically on the nearly on the campus of the university yeah. and it is they're beautiful wonderful facilities and linda fan is a visionary manager over there a group fitness director and brought me in after meeting me at the illustrious scw convention and that's going really well so that's exciting on a personal and business level and then the evolution of my current career is i've begun doing more lectures more business lectures 
at SCW, and I'm also going to be one of the experts on the state of the industry. I'm going to be a panel member for the first time for Moving SCW. Moving on up, Steve. Then, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm making some of my money sitting down, which is nice. <laughs> uh, I, and, and, and realistically, there is a lot for me to share after 23 years of the industry. So I'm doing a lecture uh, called Beat the Competition, which I developed about installation of boxing from programming to equipment from soup to nuts into your facility so you can ride the trend of one of the top three trending fitness modalities in the market today. When does that so, start? When's your first Oh, well, I already started. Oh, I you started did? Oh, okay. That, uh, so it's two conventions ongoing. Ago. Okay. Yeah, so it's current. It's actually happening. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm listing the happenings first, and then I'll talk about the maybe <laughs> happens next. <laughs> okay. So we got that. I'm giving a, a lecture on simple and smart personal training to advance wellness professionals' career five to ten years, you know, in 90 minutes talking about all the experience I've had as training base level celebrities and regular people and athletes of the amateur and professional championship level um, and how I deal with not only the business aspect of being a personal trainer and generating referrals and creating community and blah, 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 uh, but really digging into how to balance kinematics, planes of motion, and treating the physiology in a way that increases longevity and full system integrity, central nervous system training. And so I talk about why I've had such a positive experience and been received so well as a home visit trainer to the elite and a person who trains people one-on-one -on -one pretty much around the clock if I wanted to. Uh, and for example, I had to, I had to reschedule a session to have this call because I'm, I'm still in demand in that way. And it really feels good to share that information uh, as a person who had created results manufactured training and had several trainers working under him before there was such a thing as an app, before we had fancy apps, before there was a mind body we had to build on the FTP of our archaic website and have a place for people to register and take payments. And I created auto responders for email addresses. It took me hours and I bartered with people for martial arts training to get it done. Um, so the technological age now makes everything easier. But what a lot of certifications don't talk about in a lot of workshops is how to really balance out your training for the goals of the modern human in today's society in a more stagnant and, uh, and, and steady society, a society that moves less, doesn't farm, doesn't gather, doesn't build and create as much as it used to. And what should be the goals in general as a theme, as an overarching thought process of your relationship with your client? Strength, sure, that's important. Speed for some, it's important. Agility to some, to many, that matters. Um, sports specificity, completely different conversation. But realistically, what do you need to do to make sure that in each session you are addressing all the key balance components of human movement so that lifespan and quality of life are increased? And so that's what I'm focusing on in that lecture, one of my favorites to give now. And then I'm also doing a lecture called um, Performance Programming for Competition, where I share basically a macro cycle broken down over a 12-week period of what you should be focusing on regardless of what sport it is, whether you're focusing on strength, power, then speed, agility, quickness, and then sports specificity and competition rehearsal prep, um, and what order that should happen in, how long you should spend ratio-wise to each phase so that you could break that out 
over 24 weeks or you could collapse it to six or nine. Once you have the ratios right, you can just do the math and really prepare a team or an individual competitor for their best performance in a specific sport that they intend to compete in, minus things like powerlifting or being a, uh, a marathon runner. It's extreme power or extreme endurance, because if it's not a mixed bag of a sport where you have to change skill sets, then this doesn't necessarily apply, but it would be great information for a wellness professional, for a trainer, a strength coach, or a conditioning coach to have when they want to say, train the seventh grade volleyball team in their local junior high school or be an assistant conditioning coach or the conditioning coach for intramural high school divisions that compete locally. So, you know, trying to afford wellness professionals that don't have the knowledge and information, haven't worked in athletics before and didn't get their degree in physical education or in, uh, in, in biomechanics or kinematics uh, or overall programming, um, how to do that and how to apply it seamlessly with an understanding of the ratios of work to rest, load and deload, when to test and reassess, and then what happens in between. It breaks it into uh, microcycles of a 12-week macro cycle. That's the way I have that structure. And I've gotten some really positive feedback. Matter of fact, I was lucky enough for that lecture. And I'm so glad this guy didn't identify himself before I started. Uh, <laughs> I know we all know what that feels like because we don't need the additional pressure. But there was a guy in my in my class, this Australian guy, uh, and he looked like a proper guy. He was a large-ish guy, and he had a, a polo on, and looked like he was dressed for professional lectures, possibly more for the club industry side of the SCWs now that we had the merger, of which one of my lectures fits into the category of, which is pretty cool, because I can say I'm a club industry presenter now. Um, this guy comes up to me after to give me feedback on my lecture, and it turns out that he was, once upon a time, the strength coach for the New Zealand All Blacks. Now, I am so glad that I had no idea <laughs> that the man who was the conditioning coach for the most prolific rugby team in history was sitting in on my performance programming for competition lecture. But he said, I really buttoned it up and I nailed it. And that it's not just about knowledge, it's about couching the information and delivery. And that the delivery of this, along with the handout as the takeaway, makes someone who attends this lecture able to then return to their area and immediately apply it. But I, I, I stray away from selecting all of the exercises. It's a blueprint. It's not a, uh, it's not a shopping list. You, you, you follow? Like I'm teaching Absolutely. people how to fish. I'm not fishing for them. I'm teaching them how to fish uh, because I don't believe in that. So I, I love the structure of it and I'm excited about those things. I am also presenting now for the third time coming up. The second time was in New York recently for boutique fitness conferences, which sold out in New York City again and is doing its second DC conference on August 1st. So next week is SCW the week after in Atlanta and the week after that I present at a boutique fitness conference in Reston, Virginia area on August 1st. And it's a quick day trip, but I'm doing an extended paid for experience, sort of like a breakout group. And I'm talking about how to use your instructors and uh, equip them for best in class performance and best in studio behavior to turn them into your ultimate retention and referral uh, tool, basically have them drive enrollment. Uh, and so it'll be half lecture and half practical. And any instructor who's interested in, 
becoming a better instructor on Mike quickly and any manager who's interested in understanding what separates a great instructor from a good instructor and a stellar instructor from a great instructor should definitely send their owners, management, their top 10 crew or their new instructors. Everyone can benefit from this lecture, from the business to the actual actions taken in studio and inside the room itself. So I'm excited about that because as a person who's mentored so many people who have become presenters now, local and, and regional and national, um, and even brought some people international, I feel like this is my big strength, my big wheel, my, my, my best attribute in the industry. The, 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 the jewel in my crown to share is helping teachers be better teachers and helping uh, trainers be better trainers, really bring them to the next level. And I just found out that one of my mentees, who is a beach body master trainer named Kayla Bonina, who is in line to be master trainer of the year with how much, how many trainings she's conducted thus far, uh, was elected to create a block as the auxiliary part of the new insanity series. And I just consulted nice. for her movements and helped her round out the planes of motion. And now that's up on their auxiliary on their YouTube and will be part of the new package with Sean T and, my consulting work will affect tens of thousands of people who are subscribers to the Insanity Live and the Insanity programs. So although I'm not affiliated with Beachbody, I know their impact is huge and wide and people like Barbara and the company are just so wonderful to, to be around and work with that I feel like I'm really, really having a profound effect on the industry in multiple ways and on multiple levels you know, all at the same time. And I'm just sort of doing me. All right. Kayla was supposed to be my roommate in two weeks in New Orleans for a convention that just got canceled because of the big hurricane. So yes, love the big her. Hurricane. She's fantastic. And uh, yep. it's, again, you've put in the time, Steve. I mean, you've put in the time. You've put in that, you know, that work hands-on, ground, you know, gotten into this. And, and you work your butt off. And you're just a perfect example for all of our listeners out there who are like, I don't know, when is the big break coming or when, when am I not going to work, you know, have to work this hard? And the answer is never. If you want it, you're never. always going to work hard. But you know what? Guess what? Maybe like for you, how you're saying, you know, now's the time where your strength is. Let's give back. Let's turn around with all of this hands-on work I've done with people and mentoring and this and that. And now let's share what I've gone through. And now let's, let's give this back to the fitness and wellness and business community. And I mean, this is exactly where you need to be right now because you are, like you said, with, with Kayla and so many other people and even myself, um, you know, advice that you've given me. And I think that, oh, that's nice. It, but again, that with between our podcast and so many other things in fitness, this is what life is all about. And you see that life's about relationships. Life's about lifting each other up and helping each other be the best we all can be to give other people more quality lives. I mean, that's what this is about. So right. That, For me, that's that. exactly what it's about. Yeah. Trying to trying to influence more people who we know are going to reach that many more people in a healthier, more science based or backed, more conducive, safe way is really what what I'm all about. And um, and, and, and there are so many other people out there 
doing their best to do the same thing. As far as this big break coming, this elusive big break that everybody talks about, like, like I'm if you make stand it. on the shore of the beach, eventually this tsunami of success is finally going to wash over you as long as you keep showing up and working hard. That is not the reality that I've experienced. That is just that I, I find that to be less than realistic. And I try and stay away from pie in the sky thought processes. Just you just got to keep doing you, like I said, and things will happen and they'll happen in varying degrees. And having the wisdom to know that you have absolutely no control over whether you become famous or not, or whether, you know, you triple the zeros in your bank account or not, and that it's not equal to talent, certainly not in the Instagram era. Um, talent does not equal success. Uh, and it, and it doesn't, it doesn't, qualification does not, does not equal your personal satisfaction necessarily or your professional impact it's a matter of picking your lanes driving them steadily and paying more attention to the lanes that seem to have less traffic in them um that's that's just that's my been my evolution rather than trying to drive up the taillights of impede uh, impediments in a particular lane of success if i see another lane that looks like it's all green lights and clear I'll drive that lane just a little harder and I'll stay on the road in the other lanes with the taillights and the honking and the, <laughs> and, and, and the broken streetlights. I'll stay there. And eventually you never know. The, the ways could part. An ambulance could come by and you could have a blocker and you could just run that game to the end zone. But until then, you drive the lanes that you're good at and you decide what matters to you and you just you dig in and keep going and you stay really calm about Things not happening. And no one tells you that. No one tells you that stuff is not going to go the way you want it no matter what you do because the universe has millions of reactions happening per second around you at all times and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. So stressing about it, like uh, like Scamander says in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, <laughs> yeah, I find that uh, by, by worrying, you suffer twice. And so he's right. There's, there's no reason to blame yourself on it either. People tend to take ownership of their temporary setbacks. I don't use the word failures because there's really no such thing unless you do something actively to sabotage yourself or someone else. But as far as progress bar, sometimes your reception's great on your computer or your phone. You see that file download immediately in seconds, and sometimes there's buffering, and it just doesn't happen. And it's not because you did anything wrong. Your, your computer's not mad at you. It's not loading slowly because you didn't feed it or you didn't clean it. It's loading slowly because the universe is slowing it down because there's some sort of technological interference or, or, or cross interference of some sort. So I think in the last two years, as a person who owns multiple brands and is out there preaching to the choir and the converted in new, more qualified ways, I think the biggest thing I've learned and the reason that my heart rate is lower than it used to be in life in general on all subjects is because I just, I just give in to the fact that I only have control over a actual very small amount of what happens around me in a daily basis. And I control those things to the best of my ability and that's it. Ba-boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. A little nugget. I know I have to, I have to sit Knowledge. back because again, all of us, you know, and I mean, I'm the one who always am talking myself off the cliff, you know, every once in a while. And I remember when I was thinking about leaving teaching 
because, you know, fitness was starting to pick up and I was starting to see that this could be the thing. This, this is my love. It's always been my love. You know, fo- and I tell people all the time, follow your dreams, do what makes you happy, yada, yada. And I never listened to it myself. And <laughs> I remember talking to, you know, talking to my friend and also was my neighbor, this guy, Jay Alders, very famous artist and paints with all these bands and does live paintings. And he said to me, he's like, Christine, you know what? I've never you know, had this safe job. I always was an entrepreneur. I've always done different things. And he's like, what's going to happen is that if this is really what you want, you put your head down, you keep going and your lows are going to be, you know, you're going to have less lows and your highs are going to keep getting higher. And if that keeps happening, then you know, you're on the right path. He's like, there's never like going to, there's never going to be this moment where yeah. you're like, I made it. Well, I it's, think, and I think that the expectations or the expectations of the comparison or like the entitlement that it's my mm. turn now, it's just a recipe for misery. I mean, it, it, it's a good way to hold on to misery. Like, you know, there, there's no, you know, whenever that alarm goes off in the morning, like there's not going to be like the message like, all right, here it is. Unless it's like from, uh, you know, the Nigerian king who wants to give me uh, $90 million and I just have to reply with my email, you know, like none of these things are <laughs> happening and and you know and it's just a way to kind of keep yourself in that pocket of safety you know i think is is what is what jay kind of said to you is is that you know if it's if it's safe it's you know there's a good chance that there's a ceiling to it so uh yeah i I agree man we just got to keep hacking away at it and uh, opportunities are opportunities and some opportunities turn out to be different than uh you know than you thought they were originally but um you never know so you got to keep keep hacking away just like the cat poster with the hang in there (laughs) <laughs> I, I just I, I I feel like I feel like people talk about talking themselves off the ledge and backing away from the cliff, and I'm resigned to the fact that I've decided that there is no cliff. The cliff is in your mind. Right. It actually doesn't exist. Yeah. It's it, it's not there. You just think it's there. It's, we, it's not. It we, just it just the road just slowed down, or got gravelly, or you hit a hill. But there's there's uphills and downhills, but there's no cliff because you should you never have to choose between standing still or jumping there's always walking laterally or moving forward slowly there's just i don't care if i have to turn in from a rabbit into a tortoise for the time being on a particular subject or a vein of my professional pursuit or personal pursuit that just is what that is and you get from here you borrow from here to add to there you you're always borrowing from peter to pay paul in all aspects when you're running a full life and you want to maintain some sense of homeostasis and some semblance of sanity. The only way to do that is just realize that there's slows and slows and fasts and lows and highs, but there's no cliff. You're, you ne- you never have to think about whether you jump or not. I haven't jumped yet. <laughs> I, I, was, I, no, I was listening to Christina. She said that she says, I am the one that is, you know, has to talk myself off the cliff. And it's like, you're the one like you're the only one like no we all go through this shit like you know and and like you said there's no cliff and for christine she believes there's a cliff and and, you know we can create a whole lot of bullshit and and believe it and you know and i think that that's uh that's one of the things you know what what's really going on i think is something that people don't ask themselves enough and uh you know what what does this kind of mean and what am i supposed to learn from it and how am i supposed to pivot away from it or do the next thing and what's the opportunity that can come from this you never know you never know you know you, you you really don't um uh, in hindsight, we figure these things out. Um, uh, but nobody's got a crystal ball, no, right? Exactly. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, and hindsight, you Instagram, understand it better. You don't figure it out. You understand it better. He's oh, okay. Well, that was great. You know. Um, yeah. More and more people, not from our generation, our great generation, or the great generation before that, 
are experiencing Instagramification, like a, co- a, a like combination of Instagram and instant gratification, and they expect things to just appear and just experiences to just provide and things to happen. And because I show up and I show up well, everything should be working out for me. And I should have this great career path. There's no reason for me to start with menial or manual labor or to really figure out, you know, how the rest of the world functions and then work my way through. And we knew better than that because we come from an analog generation and the generation before us, the greatest generation in the history of generations certainly understood that. Um, and so that I think is part of the problem. And so I talk about the long, slow march in my lecture all the time. Life is a, life is a Roman, a Roman army convoy. It's not, (laughs) it's not Hermes flapping his foot wings and sprint flying up the hill. It's, it's, it's a squadron, nice, slow, steady feet in unison walking towards a goal. That's like, that's more of the reality of the, the way things are, the long, slow march. And Peter Twist says one of my favorite things. He's one of my favorite presenters. And, and I, looked, I look at as upline and a mentor of mine. Um, he and Lawrence Biscontini and a short list of people that I really look up to and admire. And he says, you know, I promise my athletes and the people who are at Twist conditioning facilities as clients, slow, steady long-term results we don't do any quick fixes and we don't do any moderate speed fixes and we don't do any short-term transitional periods of training everything we do is based on a long slow going progression that will create a body that works a hundred percent is the end goal um so he's also in my camp of training for longevity and for best function not just to hit PRs or get, you know, your most recent best time. And that's, that's the thought process that I've adopted in general. And so I I think there's an expectation that things are just supposed to fall into place if you do all the right things. And, and again, as we're, we're talking about, that's just not the case. The universe will always have other plans. Things will happen and you just have to, uh, you know, adapt, adapt and overcome like the military says. Steve, now you're, you're talking yes. to, to, to as you talk to Christine and I, we're both two people that believe in that long, slow, steady consistency. Keep showing up. You have to do the work today, and then you have to, you know, keep piling on. Have a good pile of good days is better than you know inconsistency any day of the week, and, and all the all those things. And I mean that's that's basically you know my whole thing. And you know we see that that the industry has completely gotten away from that in six week challenges and 12 30 days and this and that you know and sign up for this and and we'll do this in 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 you know in 45 minutes it's now instead of an hour and you know everything does the industry have any responsibility to do things the right way i mean it it absolutely should it absolutely should the industry should have a should take responsibility not even have the responsibility obviously has the responsibility but it needs to grab the reins and, uh, you know, like Jonathan Ross says, like somebody needs to slow the horse. Somebody needs to get a hold and dig their heels in. Um, it, it, it's just it's rampant and it's a little out of control. And it, it can tend to make some of us look like snake oil salesmen. And that's a mistake because we're having credibility battles in different states with the uh, medical industry and the physical therapy industry about scope of practice. Right. And the more. We sell perpetual 30 week, 30 day challenges, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life to have a revolving 30 day challenge because 
all right, you completed it. And I, I'm supposed to what? I'm supposed to do it again? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, I wasn't, so I wasn't really successful. Or now you join, now you join at full price. Right. Well, if there's a progression, another story, a 30-week cycle is fine with me. Right. A 30-week challenge that I'm supposed to be patted on the back and in my mind I get to say to myself, I'm done, then that's winning. And the other side of winning is losing. So I don't believe in that. But the industry should take responsibility for not only the information we provide, but how we disseminate that information uh, and, and not pander to it and – I don't know how that happens. I don't know when the cycle revolves. I don't know when enough people step up with a loud enough voice and say um, Instagram and YouTube trainers aren't necessarily real. Um, you're not going to look like this person because they look like that if you do what they do. Many of the people selling a workout aren't actually working out that way for themselves. That's not how they do it. That's not how they got there. They've had assistance from a variety of either pharmaceuticals or procedures or a different type of training that they do on the side. We all know that that is part of it. Um, I am, I have the luxury of saying that I am convicted in every, every piece of programming that I share. I have my clients use kettlebells. I am a kettlebell master trainer for kettlebell concepts and I pick up kettlebells at least once a week, every week. I prescribe boxing as a longevity and fitness methodology. I'm seeing a two-time world champion, my coach Joey Gamash today, professional 130, 135-pound fighter, one of the most standout American amateurs in history, and I'm going to let him beat my ass <laughs> because I'm not done progressing yet, so I'm going to go pay for that. Every good coach should have a coach. I prescribe speedball. I have been moving in functional patterns martial arts movement based and still move with medicine balls multiple times a week, every week. I tell you that you should be incorporating slow, controlled, eccentric load lifting for joint integrity and for, uh, for uh, soft connective tissue integrity, strengthening tendons and ligaments and such, and creating leaner, stronger muscle that helps prevent injury. I do that boring shit myself every week because I know that I need to if I want to stay healthy especially as what most people in our industry would consider at this point a, a bit of an aging athlete or an aging professional to be doing all this really, really active stuff. Most people closer to my age on the circuit are doing far more lectures than active, are not doing heavy sports specificity stuff like I am and still being able to continue to do that and then move their intellectual goals forward and their business goals forward. So I only prescribe what I believe in and things that I do to myself uh, the only exceptions are things that I've done before that I will no longer do. I have a conversation with a professional fighter who is 10 and 0 as of today. Uh, and he wants to hire me as his conditioning coach throughout the uh, rest of July through the month of August and prepare for a September competition. And he's getting to the point where he's starting to have significant fights. He's not doing four round fights. He's doing six round fights. Eight round fights are next. Uh, and he knows me from being at Mendez Boxing, which is the premier professional and white collar boxing gym in New York City, as far as I'm concerned. I love it. It's like family over there. And so I will certainly prescribe things to his 27 year old ass that I will not execute anymore for myself 
but it's not that I can't explain it, can't defend it, haven't done it before. I just am not doing it anymore at 43, nor do I have a cause to because I'm not preparing to compete at the elite level anymore. It wouldn't be healthy for my neck or it would be counterintuitive to the rest of my goals in life of staying you know, staying alive longer and moving better. I've had enough trauma from being flipped on my head and having things broken and snapped and twisted in martial arts and in, and in boxing. So um, that's the only exception. Otherwise, everything I prescribe, I believe in. And if everyone would just adopt that, and like my friend Jonathan Ross says, if the fitness, fitness industry would just put its damn shirt back on, um, <laughs> I love that guy. And, and like, best. and like, you know, get 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 back to sound thought processes and stop going for flash and panache. Maybe we could change the way the consumers view us and the way the consumers educate themselves and what they want would change instead of pandering to what they're asking for because of a, a societal created problem. Uh, we could take the opposite stance. And those of us who are educators on the circuit, like myself and, and Christine and your work with the, with the youth, we obviously do that. We disseminate fair, well-backed, well-versed information. Um, and th that's our belief system and we stick to our beliefs. But there's a lot out there that aren't. And instead of sucking oxygen out of the fire, they're throwing logs on it. And I just don't understand it. I've seen, all right, from, let's talk about this uh, for a second. Number one is that all of us right now talking, we all, we walk the talk. Whatever we're going to say, we're doing. So it's not like, hey, I think you should just go out and do, you know, 85 high intensity, this, that, whatever, and it's going to be great. And that's, and if you look at me, look at how fit I am. That's what I do. No, well, what I do is I do well, you know, well-rounded exercise. I do a lot of different things, and that is what works for me. And I don't do anything that I believe is going to get me hurt. And that's the way that I view my, you know, either if it's members or people I'm speaking with or whatnot, it's all backed by some sort of science. And guess what? If your body is not meant to move a certain way, I'm not going to tell you that. If you're preparing for competition, that's something different. If it's sports specific, totally. again, um, when we talk about, and I want to, you know, kind of clarify this for our listeners, when we talk about some of this stuff, it is about longevity. You don't need to go out there. And, I mean, it's still happening a little bit. I think, I think maybe I hope, I don't know that it's, maybe my, I've got some rose-colored glasses on right now, that I'm seeing a lot more of the science. I'm seeing a lot more of this focus on longevity, on really protecting the body for a long period of time. Because guess what? Our, you know, our world is getting older, let's be honest. So guess what? Doing super high-intensity, quote-unquote, high-impact moves for an hour is not what's best for people anymore. Or guess what? Yeah. It was never best for people. How about right. that? Right. It was never right. And the go hard or go home needs to go away. Right. First of all. With that what you're talking about with Jonathan and Ross, I think is the same exact the, thing. The hit, H-I-I-T, I call it, instead of hit, I say high, H-I-I-H, the high intensity interval hijack. Because that's pretty much what's happened to mm -hmm. the to our industry, especially group fitness. It's been completely hijacked by bastardized science based on uh, Dr. Tabata, fantastic, brilliant researcher, uh, and and it's just precipitated into this terrible, ugly mess of super loaded, poorly executed body weight movements and plyometrics, and um, it, it's just 
it's a fr- it's a frightening scenario not like an intelligently designed program like Pyoga with active recovery and yoga movements in between to slow the heart rate and take the pressure off the joints and focus on proprioception proprioceptive actions central nervous system integration so forth and so on including uh balance and multi-directional stability um there's there's just so much of hit it hard and i'll be honest with you i am tired of hearing timers i i, I hear timers all day at the boxing gym <laughs> the original high intensity interval training methodology is boxing three minutes on one minutes off it's three to one work to rate rest ratio it's hundreds of years old hundreds of years old so i'm not against interval training i participate in it Constantly, I'm going to participate in it to, to my near death for an hour today before I train, I train my other clients. But it's, I am conditioned for it. I am body ready for it. I have a skill set. I am used to it. I am not a general fitness participant. As you said, living in a society in which we live longer, better, and older, um, and programming for not just caloric expenditure, but for movement and methodologies like speedball and working with kettlebells and doing things like boxing accomplish the caloric expenditure that people want while also improving coordination and neuromuscular integration and blah, 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 science, bleh, throw up on everybody. Um, you know, so it's a matter of perspective and, and, and we've lost our perspective and we need to take the pride back. We need to take the pride back in the, in the, in the whole industry. We need to put our damn shirt on. We need to slow it down a little bit. Uh, LSIS, low steady intensity uh, systems are coming back. Low intensity lit, low intensity interval training has been written about. Uh, the industry has been talking about it. ACE has been talking about it since 2018 as, as markers for new trends. Yet it hasn't filtered down into the uh, the general populace or what's being splashed across Instagram and YouTube yet. It's just not there. It's only there for the, the early adopters and the very smart people and the people who uh, who are, in my opinion, leading the industry. But according to perception and gloss and fanfare and fireworks, uh, people of the regular general citizen doesn't know who a lot of these people are. They don't get the airplay. They get industry credit. It's like a movie that doesn't win the Academy Award, but it's critically acclaimed. Right. You know, great movie, great movie, but no Brad Pitt. So half the world's never going to know about it unless you're in a circle of people who have a real feel for literature or have a, a general, genuine love of cinema. And then you're going to talk about those movies. Those movies are going to be uh, amazing and they're going to be on everybody's list. All right, here's, um, what, but, here's what pisses me off. Are you ready? Let's stop for a second. And go. let's hear what you guys have to say about this. So the general population, right? Here we, here we go. Trying, uh, this is I'm annoyed. Okay. <laughs> so the general population, like what, freaking like 85% of people don't work out and don't go to gyms or whatnot, right? Let's be honest. Right. It's something like that. And we're trying to get people to live longer, healthier lives here. You know, we're all in the fitness industry. We're, yay, let's, you know, eat better and move and this and that. And people are sitting behind their desks and they're flipping through Instagram. And you see these, like, you know, people in, like, their panties, like, doing yoga and jumping around. And it's, like, snap-seated and filtered and all this crazy stuff and fast-forward and slow. And I saw one today. Influencers. Yeah, the influencers, ready? And they got, like, side boob hanging out of their thing. You're like, wow, look at that side boob. You're not even looking at the exercise anymore. You're like, wow, this is... And then you just sit there and watch, and you're like, well, I could never do that. And wow, that's wow, that's crazy. That's And literally, that's what... And it's a 20-second clip. And it's a 20-second clip. And now I'm like, wow, that's... And now I feel bad about myself, because I'm like, oh, man, look at that person. I couldn't do that. How do we get past this? Because some people say that these influencers and these people that are on Instagram, they do actually inspire people, because at least maybe they'll do something. 
any other yeah, and meanwhile they'll, these they'll move because right, of it right. because of it but then yeah, these the people aren't certified in jack they don't right. know science they don't know anything they're not us busting our ass every day like you know trying to learn and improve and get out there and get in the trenches oh. so, so that's my rant for today what are your thoughts yeah. on this uh, so my my when my wife and I started dating very early, we had a funny conversation in a cab one time. And everybody knows the expression. Well, not everybody, because my girlfriend at the time, who then became my fiance and now my wife and could be the mother of my child, did not know this. Um, it, and this is from the old school law books of colonial times. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Right. The super super old expression. And it came from, you know, sharecropping and from being on land, squatting on land, and who has the land possession at that time is nine-tenths of the law. So that was the discussion some time ago. Um, I was making reference to that. I don't remember why. And I said, blank is nine-tenths of the law. You know how that works. And she said, perception. And I said, wait, wait, blank is nine-tenths of the law. And she said, perception. One of the things that we still talk about to this day. And looking at the world as it is now, and Christine, the the contribution to your rant is that perception at this point very often is nine-tenths of the law. If it's perceived that you're going to look this way by doing this because this person looks this way and takes great half to full naked pictures on Instagram, then that is – the new jam. That's the new. That's the new way to go. That's the way to be. That's the way to move. That program is with live because those celebrities are doing it, or that blog endorsed it, or you she, know, has, she has two hundred fifty thousand, uh, you know, yep. followers. So she must Millions, be good. And he, mu- he must be good. Um, yep. Or you know, this person drinks this bunny tea, skinny <laughs> crap. So you know, she looks like that. So that must be able to help me. And that's perception. And so the only way to stop it is to change perception, which, and this is not a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, that's going to require not only crediting those who fight the good fight and have the right information, but there's going to have to be a cycle of discrediting those who are not and are propagating the myth and are, as I said, fanning the flames and throwing logs on the fire rather than sucking oxygen out of it. At some point in time, we're going to have to pull out a big, uh, partially science, partially safety-based vacuum, and we're just going to have to suck the oxygen out of the fire. And it's going to have to be an active thing. It's not going to be fought from the sidelines, which is why I'm saying it out loud on air with you guys, even though I know that that is not a popular viewpoint, because as you said before, you know, people are inspired by these pictures and clips and videos, and then they go on retreats or they get involved in some sort of programming, and some of them might actually make some changes, whether temporary or not. Um, it, it, it's going to have to be a collective effort to change the perception of what works best, longest term, sexy or not. I'm, yeah, I, and, and it's gonna, it, that's a difficult thing. I, I think that you know uh, another side to this is that those people, the those trainers, quote unquote, or whatever you know, those uh, in pre, uh, what are we they call? trainers? No, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Those influencers, the people with all the followers, and and the people that follow them, um, they'll always be that. They'll always be that thing. But you know, survival of the fittest is is another thing, and you know that comes from putting time in and 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 the trainer the survival of the 
proper trainer is going to happen as well. Um, if you're a good trainer, you'll always be a good trainer, right? Regardless of how many people follow you on, on your Instagram account or whatever the next, uh, you know, snap or whatever the, the next thing is. And the people that work with those trainers will have the success, you know, ideally, I think that as long as they, you know, do the process and have a trainer that is, you know, setting things up in cycles and, and working in, you know, mobility and, and, and training all planes and, and all the things that we do, right? And, and living, the goal being living a long, healthy life. Um, you know, now, he, yeah, go ahead. Here's the other side of that. Here's, here's a, a, a short, I'll just ask a question. Which personal trainer is the more successful personal trainer and doing more good for society and their clientele? The personal trainer that is heavily educated has been in white paper for 20 or 30 years, has been uh, an incredible researcher, uh, and has a bit of possibly an ego or a chip on their shoulder or has issues with bedside manner because they're a clinician or a person who has less or limited base but isn't unsafe, hasn't been in research, but is personable, has the coaching part down pat as opposed to the, just the programming or only the programming and training part. And that person creates more adherence and retention and makes the person feel special even with a limited knowledge base. Which client gets healthier and which trainer deserves to survive which one of those is the fittest oh the one that's the more the more social the i mean we that, could we could rattle off 800 names off the top of our head <laughs> of right now of, of either one but we won't right so obviously the holy grail of changing perception would have to be executed by those who have both skill sets right right enough science and enough knowledge and information has been in the industry long enough, continues to educate themselves, don't think that they're the best trainer they're ever going to be already or that they know everything, but also has the interpersonal skill set, which is why so many people from finance end up in fitness because they have the sales and the interpersonal skill set and the type A personality, uh, a, a touch of narcissism and plenty of gregariousness. Uh, and so when they get when they decide that they you know don't want to jump off the roof anymore every day mentally, uh, they end up in our industry teaching boot camps or doing, uh, you know, doing, doing cycle challenges or working with people, fancy people from their contact lists one on one because they have the ability to connect. And so to answer the question, finally, how do we stop it, Christine? The perception is going to change when the industry has enough white, enough white knights, male and female that have the two skill sets intertwined, believe in the message and aren't afraid to say it out loud enough times that people who connect with those people who can still make it a little glossy and a little sexy um, without selling it out um, will follow along. That's we need. We need more examples of the best case scenario of the, the combination of skill sets that are on the speaking circuit and, uh, some a couple of those people need to get uh, notoriety. They need to become famous. For those of you who are listening, who control the universe, I'm personally ready to take this on. <laughs> I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be super famous and 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 help change perceptions. So and I'm ready to get on the horse me, as well. Let's yeah. go on the just horse. Give, just give me a just give me a call. I'm I'm pretty much ready. I got my lance right here. My <laughs> shield. I'm ready. To I was say my armor's at the dry cleaners. So I, I have, can pick, um, I can pick it up. No, I just need to go home and get my um my shield and my lasso, and we're good to go. <laughs> That's it. That's all. We're good That's to go. All ready to roll. So and, if yeah. the whole um 
what is it? If if for all of us, scared shitless fitness doesn't work out with our costumes, we also have our alternate costumes for this um, adventure as well. So good to yes. go. And I, I think yes. you know you just tie, you just tied something in, and and with that, Steve. Though, but I think is that these trainers need trainers and these coaches need coaches and you're mentoring the work that you're doing is needed. And I think it's awesome that you found yourself. I mean, obviously you've been mentoring uh, people for quite a bit now. Um, but you know, you're, you're kind of seeing the, uh, you know, the fruits of your labor with the people coming up, like you mentioned with, um, with your friend with Beachbody. Kayla. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it, it's needed. It's needed because a lot of the understanding gets lost on people because there is a next step to take with it, right? There is a next step for people to take to put out there that they're doing it in the proper way, the true proper way. And, you know, you're helping a lot of people with that, and that's helping the industry, and that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Now, I know we're going to run short on time, so let me just rattle off a couple of announcements of recent accomplishments Let's and then go. talk about some of the future plans. Damn I don't it. want to miss out on that. Um, I has Trisha Silverman been on your podcast yet? Yeah. Of course she has. Love her. She is a okay. good friend, okay. Steve. Okay. So I, I, I don't know if you guys know that I'm in her book. Feel free to plug it and say the title of it. I'll let you guys That's do okay, because that. so am I, um, Steve. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm really <laughs> I'll see you in chapter whatever. <laughs> yep. I'm really looking forward to that literature hitting the market. Me too. Uh, hopefully All right. I can't wait to bump it. Okay. And maybe makes uh, you know Oprah's book list because it is not only informational but it is aspirational and inspirational, and that's where I came in on the, the life story and then the inspiration of you know how a lot of things that we've talked about now, but some real specifics, some real actionable steps on how to improve the general quality of your life and how to be a better wellness professional to other people, so that the industry is lifted up because rising tides raise all ships. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I am now also a compensated author, which uh, I had contributed to many magazines and newspapers and blah, blah before. You can just check speedballfitness.com slash media if you want to see what I've done in the past. But um, I'm officially a, a blog author and ambassador for Power Music. We have more uh, more things in the hopper for this year. We'll be doing vlogs where you'll be able to tune in to me live. And so I've written two articles for them that I'm very proud of that was on their blogs. One was about BPM, the science behind BPM, how it affects physiology and also how to use it best for different methodologies of exercise, different modalities. So I think that was really helpful for fitness professionals. And then one on the different music services, what the pros and cons are of using seamless music services, how they stack up uh, and what you should be looking for out of the services based on what kind of classes you're teaching. So real informational, very practical application stuff. And I'm looking forward to writing more and more for them on a monthly basis. Um, the company Namirsa, the NAMPAD electro muscle stimulation uh, is on the forefront of the technology for enhancing recovery and performance. I'm the director of education for them now. And now I'm on a panel for recovery at every SCW talking about the benefits and how to use it best. And that is, uh, th that is a free optional session and you get to try out everybody's products. And I get to sit on the panel and talk about it next to people like rumble roller and like real leaders in the industry of recovery, which makes me very happy. Um, and, and hyper, hyper ice, hyper bolt, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, you know, recovery is one of the big gems that they've been talking about over the last two years. And the, and the populace has dug into that. Finally, that caught hold. Now, notice it took 10 years for that to catch hold. So I expect Lit to catch on in another five or six years now that it's been announced. There's a slow curve 
towards bending to the will of the populace. Uh, but recovery is in the spotlight. All different methods of recovery in the spotlight from cryo to, to light therapy to glutathione and IVs and then basic foam rolling percussion techniques and uh, TENS and EMS is pretty much the, the, the mam jam of all those things and links them all together. They're just great in concert with each other. So those are some of the, uh, the, the newer things that I'm doing that I'm very happy with and proud of. Uh, and now let's discuss the future. There are a few brands to be aware of, of which I can only divulge some information because it's privatized and I have an NDA. But um, they right, are brands it, to watch for. Brands <laughs> to watch for that I will most likely be involved in development of. So KIPS, Kinesiological Institute for Performance Specialists, KIPS, has developed an excellent online instructional program and they do live workshops and they have it's dedicated towards instead of just personal trainers it's dedicated to group fitness instructors which we all know there are two different animals personal training is uh is like microsurgery and uh and group fitness is more like er triage because <laughs> of the way you have to treat so many people at the same time but it's it's incredibly informative and uh tyler valencia is a visionary and we're talking about having me consult for the brand and rewrite um, a uh, a very large section of the manual and really make it all-encompassing for class setup, class performance, class programming, class design, um, some of the things that I touch on in my other workshops that are really exciting. And I think it's amazing to have a resource like that uh, in the industry today. Um, so I'm excited about that project because that'll give the, the whole industry a facelift. The people who do this certification will have more credibility uh, and they'll be able to perform at a much higher level, a combination of science and performance. And I'm going to give my best to that chapter. Um, and, and so we're looking at something possibly lengthy and I know he's excited about it and he's just reset up his headquarters in Midwest and, uh, Tyler himself is going to be presenting at SCW going forward. Uh, he's presented at fit, uh, what is it? Fit Fest and a couple mm -hmm. of others. And so he and I will be able to do some work in tandem together on that. So that's exciting. That's like a total upgrade workshop. And then there's a brand called Dasha Wellness, and it's local, New York-based. They have multiple facilities, and they're looking at potentially a national expansion. Uh, and it's going to be like a 4D, multi-sensory, all-encompassing wellness experience haven or heaven, depending on how you look at it. Uh, completely cutting-edge tech that doesn't exist in any other arena of wellness or any other facility. And I think it could be the breakthrough of a generation for the way people feel and live all under one roof and will be a place where um, I may end up doing quite a bit of the programming for the youth and for, for the adults taking on group fitness in a lit and fit way <laughs> rather than a hit and fit way. So that would be exciting. And we're talking about that now just depends on, you know, all the variables outside of me, as we talked about the universe moves at whatever pace it moves. And the entrepreneur knows 
you never know how things are going to go funding blah 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 everything's everything can be up in the air until there's a t crossed and i dotted a check signed and a, a, a lease furnished uh but that would be really exciting and i just i want to be able to usher in this new era this new wave that could actually help change the perception of wellness and and class delivery once it's a trusted brand and that's the kind of thing that could actually get like you know famous and get celebrity psyched and then garner attention and then really reach the population and be exciting on instagram which is great um because you know we have to play the game before we can break the game like like daenerys we want to break the wheel (laughs) we have to we have to participate in the way the wheel was constructed at first. So changing from the inside, not from the outside. And then there's a brand called Grit. And you'll be hearing more about this very soon. And you can look it up, you know, online, Grit Boxing. And She's Got Grit is my friend Adiva. A fantastic family-owned business. Uh, and it's, it's a, a new variable intensity training facility with all the gloss, glamour, and glitz that you could ever imagine boxing is one of the main methodologies in it um qualified intelligent lifting is involved treadmill works involved it's 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 got the top three of the three top trends in fitness today and it's very very exciting and and if that expands as it hasn't even opened yet here in new york but if all goes well and we see these popping up you know Get your ass to grit because it's going to be a social community experience like you've never had before. And more information to come on all that, you know, as they decide to disseminate it and press release and open the facility itself. But if I am able to contribute to the uh, quality of boxing instruction by the personnel there and I get the privilege of doing that, I'll be really, really excited to legitimize the fitness presentation of boxing and fitness, the way I do when I do my, my full day certifications for SCW now, but even more in depth, because let's face it, you know, gloss, glosses, gloss shines and fire reaches fans. So hopefully we can fan the flames, this company, and I can be involved in these breakthroughs of exercise, entertainment, exercise, sensory experiences, and also the dissemination of, class mastery and exercise science. That's my goal. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Where does this man find How's the time? Driving? Where is How's he? <laughs> How does he find the time? How many of there are you, no, Steve? I mean, and, and, uh, I love and, talking and to you. baby makes three. This is going to be interesting, Steve. What's, uh, what's the contingency plan for travel with this baby on the way? You got uh, insurance well, so, on those flights? Um, luckily, my... Uh, my wife is off. She has several months paid uh, to be home, so we don't have okay. to stress about the baby being cared for. Uh, we're going to have a, a baby nurse for a few weeks. This concept right. was foreign to me. We're going to have a stranger come live in our apartment. I, just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it for a while, it's but everybody says it's the best thing. And it really helps with the sleep training. So if, if three weeks means a better three years of health for my child and regularity, then I'm all about it. And yourself and your wife. One of my clients' mothers said to me, um, there's only two things you got to concentrate on the first two years. She said, make sure they sleep a lot and make sure they eat like champs. Yep. If you raise a kid that sleeps 
and eats well, everything else will eventually fall into place. They'll have the right energy and the right ability to carry out their daily tasks and the right habits. And it all starts with sleeping and eating. And I'm like, that sounds so simple. That sounds like such a silly thing to say. It sounds like such basic needs. But I, I know that I, for years, was challenged with my sleeping schedule. And when I think about it, it goes back to my mother's second job. And again, I grew up in an analog time. So to make extra money when my mother was home with us before she went back to work as a math teacher, she had this serious, serious typewriter and she would bang on the keyboard at night. And we had a noise machine in our room, but it wasn't blocking out that. That's literally steel clanking on steel uh-huh. <laughs> for like 50 cents a page back then. So, you know, I think back to how that got where it is. And, you know, we in the household, we we needed the extra money and she needed to feel purposeful. We needed to do that. But it it, um, it did affect me. So I'm going to take that advice seriously and make sure that my kid sleeps and looks like a champ. Uh, but my travel is luckily works out perfectly where we'll have a baby right in between two conventions. <laughs> and then I'm going to thin out my training schedule and, you know, really be present for my family when I'm home. I'm really going to be a part of it and make sure that uh, my kid knows that it's being co-parented, that it's not mommy's home. And then, you know, daddy floats around and pops in for baths and good night. And then that's going to reverse. I have a more flexible schedule. When my wife goes back to work, I'm going to be the one that's around more often. I'm going to be the one taking on more tasks. So, you know, there's going to be a nice sharing of time frame and responsibility involved so that I can be completely present at the same time, continue to progress on all my fitness goals and my career goals and keep helping people in a positive way. And j- just remember what Mike Tyson said, right? Everybody's, Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Good luck. No, it's the best, man. It is absolutely the best. And and uh, you know what? No matter how good it is, right in the moment that you're in, just understand that it keeps getting better. And uh, you know, my kids, I have I have zero fear. Yeah, I'll be honest. A, with you. A, I, I'm 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 completely prepped for this. We have two aging pets. The dog is like dying any day kind of thing. And uh, like tomorrow could be the last day. Yesterday could have been the last day. He's got pulmonary hypertension and he's got congenital heart failure and he's on three ships of medication, six pills a day. Um, you know, he's, his presentation doesn't match his pathology. He's in super great spirits. As long as his quality of life is like this, we're not going to consider any other options, but realistically any, any syncopal or, or a seizure based episode could be it. Um, so because of all the diuretics, his bladder is under siege constantly. Um, so it's, uh, it's, I'm up. I'm the night guy. I'm already ready for the night tasks, the night crying and the night feedings because he's got to be walked every three, four hours or else he'll piss up himself in the bed or else even worse, he'll have um, he'll have renal failure because his kidneys will be impacted. Right. So I'm walking him at midnight and then two or three in the morning every night and still having reasonably uh, full days and trying to take day naps, 45 to 45 minutes to an hour, which I have pretty much down to a science at this point. I listen to my old school Tibetan monk chants. And I just phase out mentally. Uh, but I, I'm ready. Like I'm already experiencing all the things people freak out about, caring for something above yourself that's sick or not well, sleep deprivation. I'm running both of them to doctor's appointments. They get infections. They have to stay overnight in the hospital. Like right. um, I, I'm, I'm no stranger to what 
people's big fears are for the first two years. Now, beyond that, when it starts walking and then talking back, I have no <laughs> idea how I'll handle that. But, you know, uh, if, if, if there are schmoes all over this world that pop out kids like puppies every day yeah. and somehow those kids don't turn into serial killers or mass murderers or they're not all on the pole. So uh, I, I, I feel like I can do it. I feel like I can do it. My son, my son turned one. My husband and I look at each other and we're like, "We didn't kill him. He's still alive." <laughs> yes, those bastards yes! are resilient. Great success. Resilient right. bastards we got. Oh my gosh. So we're so super pumped for you. It's, it's exciting. It's man. so fun, and you're just gonna be the best ever. So we like we wish you nothing but joy and happiness, and for you and your wife. And oh, we're we're so pumped for you. Can't take it. Yeah, and, and everybody keeps saying to me, literally, literally, I can't stop people from saying to me. Oh, you're going to be the best dad. And I'm like, that's so much pressure when you all keep saying that. When everyone keeps saying, oh my God, you're going to be like the best dad. You're going to love being a dad. You're going to be so good at being a dad. I'm like, how do you know? Like, how do you know I'm not going to have some, some Johnny Five short circuit malfunction and like have like, have a backward step in life? It could happen on any experience. I, I may not. not immediately be super successful with this. I don't know. I don't know what my emotional makeup is, but I'm not afraid of temporarily failing that's for sure so that's why i'm not that's why i'm not fearful that's why i'm not worried because i'll accept that there's no such thing as a perfect parent i'll accept that my parents weren't perfect parents i'll accept that my wife's parents weren't perfect parents i'll accept that i would have done things differently and will try to do things differently and that my kid's kid uh will have a different experience and that my kid will someday say i'm going to do this better than they did i'm going to do this differently than they did this is not what works for me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to look back and I'm going to say the same thing. If I ever dared to say that to my parents, they'd probably say to me something like a shoulder shrug followed by, you know, we did our best and you weren't such a freaking pleasure all the time. Either, <laughs> right. the Some You had a role in that you're, too. <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome for the breathing. You're welcome for all the breathing. That's right. Oh man! And don't forget, you get you work you work at the coolest place in the world for a kid. Bring your kid to the gym and let them run around. It's oh, the yeah. best. It's the oh, best. Yeah. I got three boys. They hang from the rafters. These kids are crazy, and uh, yes. and and they we go in the gym and we get after it. Uh, and uh, they have a, they have a blast. So don't you know when all else fails, just bring them to work. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Everybody wants to meet it anyway, so it's going to yeah. be exciting. All right, before we end, do me a favor. Rapid fire of every place where people can find out about you speedballfitness. everything speedballfitness. go speedballfitness.com speedballfitness on facebook and instagram hitboxworld.com hitboxworld on facebook and instagram powermusic.com scwfit.com um uh, i'm speedball steve on instagram i'm easy to find uh i'm my name is steve feinberg it's searchable i'm fairly googleable from what i understand i was renewing i was renewing the ssl and my domain yesterday and the woman who was doing a screen share while she was doing it was like oh wow there's a lot of stuff on you you come up pretty quick so there are two steve feinbergs i'm not the billionaire one okay just to be clear i'm there are more than two but if you do steve feinberg new york city if you don't type in the word fitness the first thing that's going to come up is this billionaire investor guy i wish i had his paycheck but that's not me um Everything else that comes up is me. I'd be very easy to find. And I'm happy to come to your facility and talk to you and yours about delivering high-quality, inspirational, science-based fitness and best-in-class practices anytime you want. Bam. Ba-boom. That's it. Boom. <laughs> so let's just talk about the next time we have you on here. Um, you're going to be a daddy. That's 
That's right. Talk about that. So we're pumped. Steve, it is always a pleasure to uh, to have you on the podcast. You are definitely a huge friend and always welcome with the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. Listeners <laughs> love you and uh, you got great energy. Personally, you know, Brian and I should be seeing you this fall, and I know I'm going to see you at uh, SCW in Dallas. I'll um, see you in Dallas. Nice and uh, nice and fun will be the next one. And uh, other than that, Steve, thanks. We should change the banner on the ticker for when you guys post our podcast to Three Fit Crazy, yeah. just as a temporary no, we, moniker. That's it. You know. We all- <laughs> We're all freaking crazy. I love it. All right, Brian, listen. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on again. And uh, I hope we get to spend more time face-to-face. You and I, Christine and I have had a lot of face time, some car rides and some stuff. But, you know, the limited time we've had has been great. And I hope that all your listeners really appreciate the personalities that you guys bring on and the, the in-depth conversations that you guys create. You facilitate some great spitballing. And some incredible takeaways about the industry, where it is today, where it's going, and, 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 and how it really should be, not just how it is. Here, here. Looking forward to it, Steve. All right. With that said, uh, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. Bye. Bye.